Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark. Hopefully all you had a great holiday. Uh, mine was rough. We won't get into details, uh, but I made it through it. Uh, those of you who know me know that we had all sorts of family stuff going on here. Had some health issues uh, with my parents and stuff, but they all seem to be doing good. So uh, thank you everybody who sent positive thoughts and prayers. That was that was cool. Um, I can't ask for, for more than that. Um, tonight, we have Mr. Kim Burnett who's always a, a, a kind enough to talk to me, to spend his time hanging out with little old me. How you doing, Kim? Yeah, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing okay. We made it through the holiday. Uh, did you have a good holiday? Yeah, my grandkids did anyway. Yeah, the kids always do. You know, they say Christmas yeah. is for the kids. So. Yeah, I'm too old for gifts. <laughs> Never too old for, for someone to remember you. That's kind of the way. <laughs> though, right? You know? Oh, yeah. It's, when they forget about you, that really kind of makes you feel bad inside. I'm not going to get all that. There's Chadwick. Look at that. He's even got a special emoji here. Let's see if that'll even highlight. Nope, that won't highlight on there. Uh, YouTube's got some new emojis that uh, StreamYard doesn't play nice with. So. so, Maurice, I know we've talked a couple of times. I know I see you on SK's Crappie Catching Adventures usually every week. Uh, I know that uh, SK didn't have one last week, and he was definitely missed because I went looking for him. It's a great show to see you on there. I also love watching you uh, live on uh, uh, on Facebook. Uh, sometimes I'll catch you on Instagram or TikTok, but mostly I'll catch you on Facebook. It's always good to see you tying some jigs, which I see you doing now. Um, so let, let's start from the beginning, like I always like to do on my show. How did you start actual fishing? What got you into the fishing world? Oh, my family, my mom and dad, we all grew up fishing. You know, I started about when I was three. Yeah. And that's what we did in the summer when my dad worked nights during the year. Summer he was off, so we went fishing every day during the summer. Catfishing, carp fishing, mainly. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about some carp fishing when before the show, and I, I was explaining to Kim that, you know, uh, that was the same thing with my grandfather. I mean, he, he caught and ate carp. He had no problem eating carp. It's pretty much all what you're used to and and when you're a little bit on the broke side you'll you'll eat what's available to you thank you then your taste buds they think i guess they adapt or you didn't know any better so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought we was fishing for fun we was fishing to eat <laughs> yeah it's different it's different times now um you know i'm i'm a little better uh off to do than you know my grandfather and my, and my parents and stuff you know and and it's because of them so uh I, I do do a lot of sport fishing now but i still do like to have me a couple of crappie sandwiches every now and then or some tacos that's for sure definitely so it's three years old man every day during the summer i can't think of a better way growing up yeah that's what we did every day i can remember every day my dad get off work at three we'd be fishing till dark Getting ate up and, by the chiggers and everything. <laughs> and I, I remember getting carried away by mosquitoes pretty much. Mm -hmm. and, and then back in the day, you know, bug spray wasn't that big a thing, but my mom sure yeah. had that bottle of Avon, whatever it was. I think it was skin uh, so soft. She used to so wipe soft. that stuff all over me when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to hate it, too. See the stuff you remember? Oh, yeah. Take, take your kids fishing, man. They'll have memories just like that, too. Forever. Silly stuff. I remember that. That was... Man, I remember, uh, I'm going to go down memory lane. This is about you, not me, though. So so three years old, so it, you can actually remember back then, huh? I had faint memories fishing when I was that young, but um, that's when it all started. And I'd fish with my uncles, my aunts, whoever would take me. I'd ride my bike to my grandpa's house, ram into his truck to stop myself. Because <laughs> I know he was, I couldn't start myself, but somebody would start me, and I'd take off riding. I'd try to get to his house. I knew he was going fishing. And, it's crazy. My first fishing memories were getting yelled at from running in the water while my grandpa's trying to fish, making all sorts of ruckus. He used to holler at me for that all the time. That was oh, like yeah. the first actual fishing memories I have, and that was getting in trouble. It didn't change much. So that was my brother. He's always doing something. Oh, thank you, Tim, for stopping by. Tim says he uh, he wanted to stop by and check the first part. He has to go by. Thank you very much for stopping by, Tim. I appreciate you, bud. We got small water charters also popped in. What's going on? Check him out. I was watching the live of uh, small waters charters and and he had uh, um, 
Uh, who did he? He had a who'd you have on there? Small Waters. He had Roland Martin, I think, on his live stream. That was kind of cool to see, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so um, where where did you go from there? When did you start fishing on your own? Oh, when I was a teenager, when I was old enough to they let us go out and do what we wanted to do. So we get on our bikes and take our little pole, little bag. We didn't have backpacks back then. We had little duffel bags. And we just ride lake to lake. We had a bunch of small lakes around here, which was nice that we could ride to, not too far. We had one lake out by me where I grew up that was way too far for me to ride my bike out to, but it didn't stop me. If my parents knew what I was doing back then, I'd be in a heck of a lot of trouble, that's for sure. <laughs> we also did a lot of walking. Your kids now don't walk, but we yeah. walked to a lot of places. This was a little far to walk when we were that young, but we figured it out. Now, if I lived where I live now, I got ponds everywhere where we're at. So, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm still a big kid hitting those ponds, too. You said you were out fishing today, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how's the ice up there by you or out there? Well, let's say, where are you Where are you located at, SK? I mean, uh, Kim, I'm sorry. I like the Kansas, northeast Kansas, a suburb of Kansas City. And you guys got hit with that cold front, too, didn't you? Yeah, we was down minus 21 for like three days. Today was pretty cold, too. <laughs> do you get out on the ice or are you one of the uh, dock fishermen that go out there and bust the ice up? I do dock fishing here. I've been on the ice up in Iowa, but. I ain't getting out on five inches. I need to lose a little more weight, I think. No, you, five <laughs> inches five inches can hold me. Kim, five inches will hold you. Trust me on that one. Five that inches nervous. Is, five inches is pretty sturdy. Around these parts, five inches guys are out there on their ITVs and stuff. Oh, I see it. it. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm from Kansas. We ain't used to that, so we kind of skeptical. Yeah, I, I I also have to give this disclaimer for everybody out there in podcast land or on on the YouTube. Uh, no ice is safe ice. Double check every time you go out. Use extreme caution. Use your safety gear. Go with somebody who knows what they're doing. If you're you're not familiar, and even if you are familiar, go with somebody who can let somebody know where you're at if you get in trouble. Exactly. So let, let me uh, give a big thanks out here real quick, Kim, to to Fish Brain. Uh, I want to thank them for supporting the podcast. Amped Outdoors, Uncle Loose Tackle, Colton over at Multibars, JT and Jimmy Forbes over at Port Barrington Marina. You guys are great. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for uh, 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 your continued support throughout the the, the coldest months of the year. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. If you guys want to check out uh, those great uh, companies, check them out. Links are in the description, both on YouTube and the podcast. So. We got Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. Freddy's in the chat. What's going on, Freddy? How you doing? So how did it evolve to uh, pure pan fishing, Kim? Because you're you're pretty much you fish bluegills. You fish crappie for the most part, right? Yeah. I just How'd started. You? I just wanted to start uh, fishing for something different. Mm-hmm. Once I started catching crappie, because we didn't fish for a lot of crappie growing up. So I discovered crappie when I was about 16. And- I was like, man, this is pretty fun. And it just went from there. I just kept fishing for them and learning more about them and getting out there doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I didn't really know about the actual species of crappie until I was about that age as well. And then I caught my first one. I was like, what in the heck is this spotted fish? Right. I didn't even know what it was. And And it's been all, you know. Uh, a glorious trip. I want to say downhill from there, but it hasn't. I think crappie fishing is one of the more rewarder, most rewarding species to fish for that you kind of can. But I'm kind of partial to that. So yeah. they taste good. Once you can find them, is the challenge. Once you find them and you get on them, and you're you're always having a good time. Sure. And then bluegill fishing, obviously, everybody likes bluegill. That's like the gateway drug. But once you start getting on to some good ones, and you you fly fish a lot for bluegill, don't you? 
Yeah, that's what I always all do. I don't ever use anything but flies for bluegill. I catch a lot of crappie, a lot of bass, catfish. You know why I'm bluegill fishing, but that's all I do for bluegill is fly fish. And I develop my own line of flies, my own bluegill flies for my creation. And they all work pretty good. Yeah, those house flies, I got to get me some of them. Yeah, fish hate that fly. I've caught so many different species on that fly. It don't even make sense. I actually got a Bass Pro gift card I got here for Christmas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think, finally get me that fly rod. I got a reel that was uh, sent to me by a subscriber. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you, bud. And we're finally gonna get on them. We're gonna tie some more flies and stuff and see what, what kind of damage I can do before I lose what I tie in the trees. Yeah, and a lot of, and a lot of people don't target them. So when you Learn to target them and actually know where they're at, what they do, what time of year. It makes it a little fun. Most people just catching horn and a bobber, hoping they're sitting there. It's with any other species. You got to learn how to target them. Yep, absolutely. You know? I mean, I again, we were talking before the show. I got I got a spot here where nine inch bluegill is not uncommon, uh, but if you go out there at the wrong time of the year, you're not going to get them. Nope. You can't get to them and they're just not they're just not there to catch. And it's not even that big a pond. It's a small pond. So And they go a little deeper, and that's when you want to go to a sink tip. Get you a sink tip and get it out there. They're coming some of the calf, but if you uh-huh. learn how to get it out there, it takes it down right where they're at. I mean, same thing. And you can feel the strike really good because you got that weight hanging holding you down. Keeping the light taut. Yeah, so when they hit it, you can still feel that jump. Yeah, all this uh, fly fishing lingo, I'm still uh, kind of a stranger to. I know once I get down, go down that rabbit hole, there's not going to be any recovery. The wife already warned me that you know I don't need another fishing hobby. Yeah, but I think I'm going to have to ride her, override her, and do it on the down low and play the. Well, I've been doing this forever, sweetheart. I don't know what you're talking about, card. Nobody in chat would know what anything about that though. No. So tying tying jigs, um, you're an award winning fly slash jig tire, aren't you, Kim? Yeah, I've won a six fly tying competition. Nice. So how did you get? How did you? Let, let's go back to the beginning. How did you get into tying flies? Oh, um, started tying jigs thirty something years ago, and my wife started working at Bass Pro about I would say eighteen years ago. And they opened mm-hmm. one here in Olathe. She was the credit card person and. She came home and told me, hey, there's some people in the back. They tie on Thursday night back here in the fly shop. So she said, you got to come up here and talk to him. He told me to tell you to come up here. So I went up there and talked to the guy, and they was back there tying. He said, you interested in learning? I was like, yeah. So he said, uh, come back next week and with your stuff, and you know we can teach you how to you know, start tying some fly. So I went home, came right back. He looked at me like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not waiting till next week. We can, I'm doing it right now. They start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so then we end up tying together for uh, 15 years every Thursday night at Bass Pro. And they taught me all the, I already knew the basics, how to get the thread because I tied jigs. So mm-hmm. I caught on pretty quick of how to get materials attached. And they just showed me the rest. And, you know, it's a lot to learn. It's not like tying jigs. There's so many patterns, so many techniques. And you got to cram all this material in one little bitty space. You know, there's nymphs, there's, there's this, there's that, there's that. There's 2,000 different patterns. It's like you have to go to school and learn to tie flies. You you ain't kidding. I remember when we were tying on Panfish Nation, and, and you noticed what I was, one thing I was doing wrong, like, right away, and that was I was tying past the point of the hook, which I didn't even think about it, but it's those nuances like that that make it a real art form. And and when you're tying at a level where you're competing and stuff, they take that stuff seriously, don't they, Kim? Yeah, they judge you on your proportions, thread control, all that. I mean, it's really technical. You know, look at your fly. You got because fly tying is all about proportions. So if you get too much, the fly's not going to work because you can't get it in the side. Like I said, that little bitty hook. Mm-hmm. So they do your thread control, appearance, portions, true to pattern, all that, and the judges judge it. They come back and give you the result. Are, are you one of them guys that when you're out, you're kind of looking at what the hatch is and trying to figure out how you'll tie that jig, even if it's one you know, or that fly, even though it's one that you've never come across? Yeah. Match the hatch. Is that what they say? You know, match the hatch. You look Did for you? the signs. 
that's true with any fish I've I've learned in in my long years on this great marble called earth yeah that was kind of cheesy cringy but you get what i'm saying you know pretty much match what they're eating and you're good to go but man if my vision was good enough to see what them little bugs and flies and gnats look like i might be a little better at tying them i'm not though a lot of the times you can't see it that's the thing you see the fish rising you can't see what they're eating, but there's something there, or they wouldn't be up there eating on the They wouldn't be up there eating. You know, that's I you don't know how many times I'd be like, What in the world are they eating? I have no clue, but you know they're they're up midges. There. Midges are really small. Any kind of larvae, I mean anything. You never know. Something hatches almost every day in the water. It's, it's a reason to pick up like one of them Audubon books. If you're not familiar, guys, Audubon does all sorts of nature books, and I believe they got an insect one too. Yeah. You definitely have to know ephthalmology. Mm-hmm. I don't even. Yeah, I can't even say ephthalm- ephthalmology. I don't I think I I'm saying barely, it right. <laughs> I can barely say that word. <laughs> yeah, but you definitely have to go to school on that because there's so many different bugs that hatch. You have to know the stages because all bugs hatch in water. I, I know a bunch. I know a bunch of carp guys that catch carp on fly rods, and they have yeah. a blast doing that. Yeah, they really carp do. flies. And we know the okay. carp fight pretty darn hard. And when you're on a, 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 a what is it, a number five fly rod, you're, you're going to have fun with them for sure. Yeah, they eat a lot of nymphs, like a headstand nymph. Mm-hmm. That's a good carp fly because it stands up like a little nymph getting ready to uh-huh. rise out. And they tear those up, man. That's always when they're in the spawn. I've seen, they've showed me some some carp spawn Um happening that's blown my mind i've never seen so many fish before in my life all in a big pile just kind of rolling all over each other and and they're casting their little they got these little sponges they put on their fly rods and they just cast them right into that mess and now they're pulling them out one after another that looks like fun i got a couple of fly fishing goals one of them is to catch a a pike on a streamer definitely uh, do a little crappie fishing and a lot of bluegill fishing on there. So hopefully this summer, once the uh, lakes thaw out, only 16 more weekends until boat season, folks, here in northern Illinois. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get on them. So. That's what people got to remember. All bugs hatch in water except terrestrials, which is grasshoppers, ants, you know, caterpillars, you know, anything that's on land that don't grow in the water. But that's what terrestrials are. Spiders. That's why the bully spiders work good. What about cicadas? You ever tie a cicada? Yeah, I used to have one hanging up here, but I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, but we use cicadas for bass fishing. Those work really well. There's a million patterns, man. I mean, you can go on and on. You know, the, the, the first time I ever saw anybody living here in the Midwest, there isn't too many guys I know that actually fly fish. First time I saw it was uh, start stock trout season here in northern Illinois. Yeah, urban and trout fish. Yeah, everybody, urban trout fishing is right. Everybody <laughs> was struggling with their power bait and stuff, Kim. Nobody was catching anything. This kid walked up with a fly rod. He started stripping line, got it out there. He limited out with his five in literally 10 minutes. Right, he was done and he, and left. Right, and everybody's jaws kind of hanging. They're like, "What?" I mean, you can tie a woolly booger and catch trout. Mm-hmm. That's probably the very first fly you'll ever tie. Is probably a woolly booger because it's simple and but it's very effective because it imitates so many things in the water. Uh-huh. Hey, there's Betty Jean from a couple crosses fishing. She says hello to me and you, Kim. Hello. And Garrett uh, Mahaffey, welcome, says, use waxworms. Yeah, waxworms are awesome for anything, especially this time of year. This tie fly looks like one. Yeah, we had that talk, too. I'm, I plan on tying some of those here pretty soon, try to get on them, try to use them through the ice, even though our ice fishing uh, season's pretty darn short. So what's your favorite uh, flies or jigs to tie, Kim? I mean, jigs for I tie all of them. I mean, my favorite color is orange myself. That's my go-to color. And you know, you, you 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 gave me a couple, like four of them orange and silver ones. And I'll tell you, out of all the ones you sent me, those things are like foolproof. If there's fish there, they're liking that color. I don't I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I just ordered a bunch of uh, orange uh, 
uh, Chanel last night. So we're going to try and tie some myself and see if I can't get them to have that same effect. So yeah, I'm going to tie some up for this giveaway. That's right. Yeah, we're going to, hey, everybody watching or on YouTube, we're going to have a giveaway after the show. So sit tight. Um, you said how many giveaways, Kim? I'm going to do three. Uh, uh, three giveaways. Four, three people are going to get four jigs piece. I'm tying them right here, right now. So three people get four jigs piece. And we'll have that afterwards. I'm sorry, we had somebody out here. Uh, oh, he's somebody spamming the the chat over on the switch. Uh, Here's one. In case somebody don't believe me, look at that. I got three or four of them over there. I ain't whistling Dixie. <laughs> so hang around. If you're watching on Stitch, come on over to YouTube if you want to get entered. We'll do that after the fact, so sit tight, folks. So um, how are you fishing for crappie this time of year, Kim? Uh, we're fishing on the lake. We're fishing timber in 30, 25, 30 foot of water at the trees that come up to about five foot below and they'll sit at about 15 foot in the trees and it's game on because in the winter they just stack up in such a heap school it's, it's really not fair <laughs> i need to we I, I need to get out on some timber here even on the ice uh we got the shabinaw lake out here that's got a lot of standing timber and and i've fished there only a few times and every time i've been there the the crop even stacked so thick it was ridiculous and they're right along the the timber i think it was you that told me that crappie when they're in that kind of timber they're nose up to it aren't they oh yeah well Is no that not that no in the winter time they're just in massive school you can't even see the tree in the middle there's so yeah. many crappie around this tree so you just drop down right in them, right above them. Not in them, but right above them. And just uh, pick them off. I mean, it's every drop, pretty much, on the lake. Dan Thompson said he just ordered all, all kinds of stuff last night to start tying jigs. Uh, if you guys are looking for uh, uh, um, for Kim, you can find him uh, on Facebook instagram and tiktok where you tie jigs right before sk show every week don't you yeah at seven on my facebook page seven at seven o'clock central standard time on facebook i got links in the description if you guys want to watch him tie some jigs up he ties his orders on there uh not and he also does giveaways on sk show too quite a bit so uh check him out i got links in the description to crappie stopper jigs the actual website where you can purchase some of kim's uh um jigs and flies and his facebook uh, page as well so uh, why don't you go over there give him a follow and uh, check out what he can do I know you'll be happy um, and if you guys noticed him he's tying jigs tonight and uh, he, he it always messes me up when he whip finishes without a tool yeah. he tried showing me a couple of times I just gave up I'm gonna some wait people just him. don't get it Mark I know I don't get a lot <laughs> of stuff in life I don't claim to be the smartest or the good, best looking, but I claim to just be present. So, yeah, but if you catch me on my live, I do it to show people the process because a lot of people tie, but don't show the process. So, if you ask any questions, I'll help you. If you want to learn, just ask me anything you want. I'll point you in the right direction. I'll show you. I'll stop and show you if you want me to show you. Whatever, whatever you want to do. That's why I do it. I don't do it to sell jigs. I don't make no money selling jigs. Believe me. You you're, you're not a, a you're not rich like Chad after selling no, all those jigs. I'm no. not rich like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Couple crosses fishing. Betty's got a question for you, Kim. I do want to remind everybody in chat. If you got a question, go ahead and and uh, ask it in chat, and we'll, we'll. Kim says he'd be happy to answer anything that you that you ask him. So almost anything, Kim. If you could only make one style cut or cut style slash color jig to fish with for the rest of your life, what is it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going with orange. Ball head. That's what I like. I like the ball head. Just like this one. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, buddy. It's good in stained water and clear water. It's just kind of like chartreuse. It's just visible. Is that what it is? It's because they can see it better yeah, than anything else? it's just visible. Yeah. And it's a very good stained water color and clear water color. I've caught a lot of fish in both. Michael Hawkins says, got his jigs for, Chris, for Christmas gifts, hands down, some of the best made. He's going to... Tie himself out of work because they do last forever. I haven't had any right. <laughs> come apart on me, that's for sure. And that's one of the reasons I started tying jigs because I got tired of plastic tearing up two or three fish. You got to reel up, check it. You get a short strike, you got to reel up, put it back on. You miss a fish, you got to reel up, check it, and see it. That's just costing fishing time. So yeah, I just told I, myself, I, I'm just going to try to take make my own. They're, they're always pulling your pants down, is what I call it. So they're right. always pulling jigs off of hooks and stuff. I'm not real fond of keepers on hooks for the most part. So especially those lead collars, I'm not a fan here either. You know, a lot of these plastics now, just two or three fish, they're done. I, I, you know, the first jig I ever tied and caught a fish on happened to be a bass. I'm no bass guy, but it was a bass. I'm not going to lie. And I was tickled pink i was tickled to death that something that i actually made with my own two hands got fish so exactly that's another thing that's the satisfaction you get out of it something you made and hand ties last a lot longer some people just don't like to retie but that's why you take three or four rods rigged up and you ain't got to worry about it but what kind of knots are you using to tie them on are you using a, a loop knot or or i mean a yeah, the loop knot like SK does? No, I don't use a loop knot because they wear off and they break. Loop knots are good because they, they want them to hold them vertical, but they all end up breaking because they, that loop wears out. Mm -hmm. So I always tie direct to it. That's just what I do. Yeah. That's how yeah, I do are you, it. You using braid? What, what, what kind of line are you tying on to? Yeah, I use braid. I use 20-pound braid. 20-pound? It's a six-pound diameter. Okay. And are you using a leader or no? No, I don't use a leader. I tie it directly to the, the jig. And I use the improved cinch knot instead of the Palomar. Because mm -hmm. Palomar takes too long to get it through there and back through there and all that. So, And I just improve it. You know, the cinch knot, then I improve it, and that holds it. If anybody knows what the improved cinch knot is, I'm sure. I do. Is. One of the ones that I've tied. And it doesn't slip off on braid for you, huh? No, because once you stick it back through there, you give yourself a little a leader out there. So when you tighten it, it has nowhere to slide. Then once you get it tight, you just cut it. Then it never comes apart on me. And I use double jigs, too. Danny Stone says we were skipjack fishing at Kentucky Dam and the bite just stopped. Josh Dunnigan started throwing orange jigs and wore them out. I guess they work for skipjack too. See, Josh knows. Josh knows. I know. Uh, Fishing Freedom says first crop you ever caught on one of my hand ties was about seven inches, and I was more proud of it than a <laughs> on a tube. I understand. <laughs> Kimmy, have you ever made sabiki rigs? No, I know what they are. I mean, we have no use for a sabiki rig here, but I know what they are. They're pretty cool. Do you tie, going do you, to see fish. Do you do you run double hook or do you run double jig uh, setups when you're fishing for crappie, or is it always single? All the time, I run double all the time. 
Double all the time. And how do you tie that top one on? Just directly straight to the line? No, I don't put it. I tie like a little loop to the side because most of the time you get the hit the bottom jig anyway. Mm -hmm. So I loop it, you know, tie the loop. I take it. I wrap it around. I go through three times through the hole and cinch it down and, and it hangs off the side and tie the one on the bottle. That way I don't have to tie no split shot. Or, and you might pick up that extra fish yeah, on that in top. In the wintertime, you catch a lot of doubles because there's so many in the school. You uh -huh. catch a lot of doubles, which is fun. If I get out there to Shabana, I'm definitely going to have to try that. And I ain't afraid of losing it because I'll just put two more there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot better luck with two with two jig rigs on on, yeah. on on the river here or up in Wisconsin when I'm fishing the Wisconsin River. Because I do exactly like you said. I use that uh, um, uh, rather than putting a split shot or a drop shot weight on the bottom of there just to keep it in the current. So it works out well. Yeah. Plus, it's a confidence thing. You figure you got twice the bait in water, you're doubling your chances, right? Right, and I don't get hung up like people say that much. You're fishing straight down through the limbs. Uh -huh. You don't get hung up a lot. And you can usually feel when you're hitting timber on the way down, too. Yeah, and that braid pulls it free, I would say, 75% of the time you get your jig back because it'll straighten out that hook. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I got them heavy gauge wire hooks, man. I ain't straightening them suckers out. I, some I need some to people get... using those steel heads. I got some of them. But... I don't, Steve over at Limits, he's been selling some of them steel heads, hasn't he? Yeah, and I bent a couple out. I mean, they bend out, act like they don't bend, but they do bend. Well, I also just started using braid, and I'm, I've been using 10 pounds, so maybe I need to up it to 20. We'll see what happens this year. So I just ordered – the reason why, when you said you were running 20, the reason why I kind of paused there for a second is because I just ordered a big old spool of 10-pound last night. So I'm like, maybe I need to return that. I started double-thinking my decisions in life. Yeah, 20 is good, but it'll break. If you get hung up too good, it'll it'll break. Fish Yanker, welcome. He's got a question for you. He says, um, how big is that shell cracker in the pick behind you? It looks huge. Oh, that was 11 and a half. I broke my PB this year. It was a 12 uh, and three quarter. At my buddy's place. I got the new pond record. <laughs> he didn't like that too much. They never do, do they? <laughs> and, he, and he hit the house fly. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hawkins says, I, I get hung up 90% of the time, 100% of the time. It used to be like that. If you ain't getting hung up, you probably ain't fishing in the right Right. You're going to get hung up. And that's why I use braids so I can get it back most of the time. I've seen, like, some really thin wire hooks, like ones that uh, um, they sell over at Charlie Brewer. I don't know if those work any good. I just don't trust them. Like the Eagle Claw? No, there's even thinner wire than that. These things are, like, almost like 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 a guitar string thin and, and kind of oh. real bendy. They sent me some samples once. I thought about trying them, but I haven't got the – I haven't had the time or, or, or available to me to try them, but maybe that's something that – give up i you know i got a a friend whose father's an avid fisherman and taxidermist and he was telling me he was going down to lake of egypt every year and he says that those are the only kind of hooks they use down there uh because they get hmm. they're fishing so much well at least the guide he was fishing with when he was going down there uh fishing so much brush that they were just minnow fishing with them super thin wire hooks and straightening them out one after another so i don't know Never done that before. Neither have I. That orange, I like that orange. I want to remind everybody that there are links down in the description. Give Kim a follow on Facebook. Check him out on Instagram as well, uh, even the TikTok. But go uh, over there and watch him on Wednesday nights before SK's Crappie Catch the Adventure and watch him tie jigs. He's always up there tying them, showing you, chatting with the people in there. Uh, if you got any questions, he's always uh, happy to answer them for you. And back to a winter dock fishing. Dock fishing is different from lake fishing. You have to downsize your baits more. And it's a lot slower presentation. And you're vertical fishing for them, right? Vertical yeah. jigging? Yeah. See, some people, I fish guys there, they like to drop down and reel up real slow. 
and they catch a lot of little ones. The mm-hmm. big ones are sitting there. They ain't they ain't wanting to spend any energy chasing anything. So that's why they catch a lot of little ones. They're wondering why I'm catching the big ones. I said because the big ones are sitting there and they're not willing to spend any energy chasing anything because the water's cold. So you just got to dig it down in front of their face, and they're sitting there and they'll eat it. I never heard it away from them. They're not going to run after it. I'm definitely going to try that. I always wonder why every now and then I'll, I'll I'll hook into a big. Well, I do a lot of float fishing, uh, Kim. Um, I cast a lot to them and stuff. I fish a lot of shallow waters, so you know having a trolling motor anywhere near where the fish are are does not improve the bite whatsoever. Uh, but every now and then I'll get in front of like a big one and 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 I'll get lucky. So for Northern Illinois, they're big relatively. So yeah, once you figure out where they're sitting. It's all over, but it's, you got to remember what you did. So if you say if you pulled up one time and you got a bite, you got to remember that. If you pulled up one time, didn't get a bite, and you strip out a foot, you didn't get a bite, you strip out another foot, and they hit, you got to remember that. I dropped down, stripped out twice. See, a lot of people don't go through the cadence they just did. They forgot what they just did the cast before. Like, oh, that one was five feet, and they try to get it right down there. Yeah. All the time without going through. Yeah. yeah you got to remember everything that happened with, with that last drop. Pay attention to what you're doing. That's what I tell everybody that goes fishing yeah. with me. You know, people look at me crazy. They'll, they'll, they'll get lucky and they'll get like on a big crappie or something. I'll be like, all right, where was that? Oh, I don't know. I get that answer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the same with fly fishing. You, got, you let that fly drop so far, you start stripping it back. You get a hit, you get the same thing again. John Boys Catfishing is asking, uh, would you rather uh, use a regular hook or a sickle hook, Kim? I like sickle hooks because they hook them in the roof of the mouth 90% of the time. And then I'm not afraid to boat flip them. The bend of that hook is designed to hook them in the roof of the mouth. And that's why I like them. And they're sharp. I know. I had to pull one out of my finger. <laughs> I've had to do that a couple times, too. Let it me hurts you. every time. It does. Not as much <laughs> as like a 10 knot J J-hook, but they still hook. No. no. <laughs> they still hurt. <laughs> uh, Benny Jean uh, says, my saying is if there's white bass, move your ass. Uh, if I catch white bass, I catch little ones. Uh, no matter the technique, that's just something I've learned about my waters. Yeah. Do you ever catch any white bass, Kim? Oh, yeah. I catch them all the time. Catch them on my fly rod. We'll catch wiper on the fly rod. You get on those windy banks because, you know, they like windy banks. So every time you see the wind blowing up against the bank, you got to fight, fight the wind. But that's where they are. So they those shad get pushed up in that on that with that wind, and they'll sit right in there on the banks and just gorge themselves on shad. Yeah, that's something I learned a long time ago. That's one of the things my grandpa says. He says, "Fish yesterday's weather, and if the wind's been blowing for two days, you want to fish into it." So, same with smallmouth; they'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Especially along dam faces, the wind's blowing into the dam on the rocks. That's where you want to fish. KY Redneck Outdoors is asking, where can where can I buy good 90-degree bend sickle hooks to pour my jigs? Um, Captain Hooks Discount Tackle Warehouse. Captain Hooks Tackle Discount Tackle, something like that. I think it was called. They sell every kind of hook you can think of. It's called Captain Hooks Discount Tackle Warehouse. I'll have to check that out. I've never even heard of Captain Hook's discount tackle wear. Oh, yeah. They say every kind of hook you can think of at a discount. Good. I'm going to have to see if they got those scud hooks we were talking about for a discount because they ain't cheap. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they do. That's where I get used to get all my hooks. I still do get a lot of hooks from there. Uh-huh. And they uh, they got a selection of every kind of hook. Gamagatsu, Mustad, Eagle Cloth. They got those new uh What's those new uh, victories? They got everything on there. Which, which hooks are your favorites? I use the mustads right now, the nickel. Mm-hmm. That's what I use the tie on. And they, those work good. And they're pretty stout. They take a lot to bend them out. There ain't no steel here, which I don't want to get into those because they get hung up too much. 
when yeah. they do get hung up, it's hard to get them out. Yeah. You know, Mustangs, I've always had good luck with the, with those hooks, definitely. Same with Gamagatsu. Uh, there's some other hooks that I've had, you know, some other brand names that, that have worked well, but I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in those two brands, so I use them quite a bit. And Eagle Claw, obviously, too. Eagle Claw's always treated me well. This is what I use. These are the Mustangs I use. Some uh, in the thousand bucks. And are those jig heads or are they just hooks? They're just hooks. I pour out my own bait. I pour out my own jigs too. So. Oh, you do pour them too, huh? Oh, yeah. Just I try to cut out the middle, man, much as possible so I ain't got to wait on nothing. You know? Yeah, it's not just the weight. It's, I mean, you're not paying a middleman to get that stuff to you too when you're trying to move product to people too. So yeah. if, you ain't, if you ain't got the jig heads, you can't tie the jig, so. And I just got a new 64-ounce mold, so I'm doing 64s now. Those are tiny. I need to get me some magnifying glasses in order yeah. to tie anything. Anything less than a 30-second. Yeah, they're pretty small. I'm just used to time fly, so uh, no big deal for me. Missy Kennedy, who's been tying a lot of good-looking jigs, uh, says, I love making jigs, but I was told I make Popeye jigs last night. Never heard it called that. Popeye jigs have no uh, chenille. They're just a thread net with feathers. So basically, you're not putting any chenille on there. You're just tying in the th in the in the feathers and making a little thread net. If you know what I mean. If you ever seen any of them. Yeah, those are the ones that she was uh, – uh, we had talked a little bit. I know that they were tying jigs over on Joss's channel last night. They did, did a Christmas stream, and uh, they started talking about Popeye jigs, and that's exactly how Lyle explained them to us. So, Yeah. I've been Make tying sure a lot of those. that thread because they'll come apart. Yeah, I've been tying a lot of those Popeye jigs just because I don't have any uh, chenille left that I want to use. But they've been working good. I got a lot of threads, so I was able to do that too. I think yeah. the profile makes a difference too, so – yeah, sometimes it does. What, what's your favorite uh, tail material to use? I use strictly marabou and rubber. Really, you don't you don't use any like bucktail or anything like that? No, they don't have enough action for me. I mean, they all work, but I'm looking for action, and that marabou sits there and does that yeah. by itself. And then what, they can't what, stand it. What's the rabbit fur called again? Um, uh, craft fur. There's craft fur. There's kip tail. It's like it starts with an S or something. I forget what it's called. Uh, fishing stuff ties them with that, with the with the rabbit fur. That stuff's got a lot of action. You know, I, w I was told by a couple of walleye guys, the reason why they use like bucktail jigs and stuff is because they're yeah. just trying to slow the, 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 the fall rate of the actual larger size jigs, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because bucktail absorbs more water. It doesn't absorb as much water, so it slows it down. It, it holds air between the uh, yeah, between the it's so uh, coarse. Yeah, it doesn't absorb water, so it is a slower fall. I have tied a lot of walleye jigs for people that use bucktail. There we go. Missy Kennedy ain't beat uh, Creole to it. She says zonkers. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, zonkers. I got a bunch of those, but we do some other stuff with zonkers for fly kind. But I, the hackle tails are okay. They look good, but they just don't have action I'm looking for. I, I tried tying some like SK does where he cuts those little V's in the feathers. Man, yeah, it takes forever. My sausage fingers can't do that, Kim. No way. I'd be uh, out of business if I had to <laughs> cut V's and, and tails all day for one day. They do look good, though. I have to. Yeah, admit. they look nice. But this ain't got the action I'm looking for. Chad was tying some better, or Chad is tying some better and better looking jigs lately. He's actually working on a waffle pattern that actually looks really, really good. So. Shout out to Chad. I don't know if I got the patience to do that. I might have to try it after a while here, though. The waffle pattern, what's that? Well, the weave, I should say. Oh, he's trying to tie the weave like I do? Yep, exactly. And there he is. Chad from Fields Water says, does Kim think he'll ever be on my level of tying jigs? I hope not. <laughs> I'd be out of business, Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He just wanted you to talk. To I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Excuse me, folks. I had to mute that for a second. The cough button. Mm, look at that. Even Betty's laughing. And so is David Smith. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Chad says, love you too, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you too, buddy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Day After Christmas to everybody, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. So how many orders do you usually have a week, Kim? Or how many jigs go out during the week, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I tie between four to 600 jigs a week. Man, that adds up. You got that much time? You're, are you retired, or do you got a day job, no, too? I just don't have any kids. I'm, I'm not retired. I work, but mm -hmm. I come home and work, too. So... I sit Might back well, here four or five hours a night. And a lot of times you're doing it live too, so I can understand why you would. If you're tying them, you might as well do it live. So Yeah. And I do you did say you were on TikTok for a little while. How's that working out for you? You getting a lot of people watching you on there? Yeah, I got uh actually I got five thousand five thousand ninety eight followers in less than eight months. Yeah, they add up quick. Yeah. And it's a lot younger audience. It's a good way yeah, to get exposure. It's different. To Yep. A lot of different people on there. I didn't know it was yeah. like weirdos on there. What is going a, on here? It's a lot of talking you gotta do too, man. If you don't oh. if, you, if you quit talking, they quit watching. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a totally different world. Still learning. It's, it's cool. Betty says uh you have to be doing that tying movement in your sleep then because you're tying so many jigs. Yeah, I'm like a robot, man. I'm trained for this. 32 years, I think I got to figure it out the way I did. You got to do like 30, 40 an hour. I can't do 30 in a day. Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe, maybe we'll get 30 and a half a day. That'll be my goal for 2023. Like when I go live and talking, I can do about two dozen an hour, a little more. But when I'm just sitting here not talking to nobody, I can do about 30, 35, sometimes 40. Usually around 30, 35. How many of you tied so far tonight while we were talking here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is 10. He ain't stopping for nothing. And he can keep a conversation too. I, uh, I'm having a hard time keeping up with Chet while I'm talking to Kim. But we're going to keep doing it. We're going to do a giveaway here right after the show, folks. So sit tight. Kim's going to give away, you said, three, four packs, right, with the sticker? Yeah, with the decal. With the decals, the crappie stopper stickers. Link is in the description if you want to get a hold of some of Kim's jigs. Look at that. I, I got one of them proud on my uh, cooler, too. Best decal in the business. Yes, it is. I have to agree there. I like the eyeballs on that thing, I have to admit. Yeah, I had my nephew do that for me. I just explained to him what I wanted, and that's all I had to do, and he came up with that design. He's a cartoonist. Here, here, Kim, Betty has an idea. Says we should host a tie-a-thon. Oh yeah. How many hours do you think you can tie jigs for straight? I can tie with the best of them. Tell them whatever they want to do. That's all I do. <laughs> At least four or five hours a night. So if it's longer than that, I probably go a little longer. Yeah, and Michael Hawkins says, I got pictures of my jigs at like midnight, so I ain't sleeping much. <laughs> and Creole says, I don't believe Kim had to read the instructions before tying that jig. The experience definitely shows. He does make it look easy. And there he is. Look at him. Whip finishing without the tool. Look at that. Two things in 2023 for me, Kim. I'm going to quit smoking, and I'm going to learn how to tie like that uh, without a whip tool. Yeah, and you'll get it. <laughs> and you'll quit smoking, too. I did. Uh, I've got to say congratulations to Betty. She's over, just made it past the six-month mark. So, Oh, nice. Good job, Betty. I quit in 2002. Best thing and one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be able to say that in 2042 if I'm still on this great earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're losing 190 pounds was the second greatest thing I ever did. That's another thing. I went through, I went down that that uh, uh, journey myself, too. Congratulations. Good for you for doing that. Yeah. 
None of it's easy, man. Anything like that, you know. What was easier, quitting smoking or, or losing that weight? Uh, quitting smoking because you know everybody likes to eat. Yeah, you got a point there. You got to eat to live. Everybody uh, likes to eat, uh, and it's tough not to eat the stuff that's bad for you. That's why fast food is cheap and good food is expensive. They, don't, they doctors don't make money off healthy people. No, they don't. Well, we, we can get into that conversation, but that would be a different show. <laughs> but he says it would be a perfect combo. Keep your hands busy is half the battle. And eh, maybe I'll do that. Instead of having a cigarette, I'll start tying jigs. Yeah. You just oh, got to get past that first couple of weeks, month. I mean, you never stop thinking about it, but it's more manageable if you can take it that far. Yeah, I talked to some people here that I fish with and people I know online here, and they quit for a long time. They say they still want one, but they don't. Oh, yeah. You just say no. Yeah. Just don't be weak. Two and seven outdoors. Have a good night. Thanks for coming in. All right, folks. Well, we're going to do this giveaway here in a second. So I'm going to say good night to everybody listening to us on the podcast channel. Don't go anywhere, folks. Don't go anywhere, Kim. We ain't ending it yet, but we are going to be doing these giveaways. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for listening on the podcast. I appreciate you all. Uh, I appreciate all the good reviews. If you're still listening, you must like the show. Please give me a review if you haven't yet. I'd really appreciate it. Big thanks to Fish Brain. Amped Outdoors, Uncle Loose Tackle, Multibar, Port Barrington Marina. Thank you. Kim, who's your sponsor there on your shirt? Why don't you give them a shout-out? Uh, favorite Fishing. Make a shout-out to Favorite Fishing. Favorite Fishing. I plan on buying a couple of rods. I got a couple of reels for Christmas. I plan to put on them a couple of uh, favorite rods. And uh, you, got a, you got a code or something people need to use? Let them know you're sending them over there? No, I don't have a discount code. Okay. For myself, I can't share it. Copy that. You ain't got to explain. I got to follow the rules. That's right. If I did, I would. Sit tight, people of podcast land. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. All right, folks, let's do a giveaway here. We're going to give away some crappie stopper jigs. If you want to get entered in, enter in hashtag crappie stopper, just like it shows on the screen. And make sure that you go follow Kim on Facebook. If you're looking to buy some good jigs, if you're just getting into jig tying, I highly recommend uh, buying some of his jigs just so you can have an example of what to look at. That's what I did, definitely, and I'm happy I did. Yeah, or hit me up if you need some help, and I'll be glad to help you, too. I ain't got no secrets. We all trying to catch fish. That's right. Look at this. And what we'll do, hey, Tom, LG Bass, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. <laughs> Betty says, pick me, pick me, pick me. I was going to say something. Totally zoning here. Carmel Muncy getting in. Elgato, Catfish, Jello in the house. What's going on, Jello? How you doing, bud? We're going to do the giveaway. We're just going to have them enter in once, Kim, and then we'll just draw three times, all right? Sounds good, man. There's Skeeter Reynolds. How you doing, Skeeter? What's going on, Travis Young? How you doing? Fish yeah. Anchor got in on it. Crappie Day Fish On channel member. I want to make sure I thank all the channel members. You guys are awesome. Catman Do Outdoors. What's going on? We got 24 people entered. We're going to give it a few more minutes. You want to show them some of the ones you tied tonight, Kim? Yeah. Let me give you a solo screen here. Solo layout. There we go. Nice. A little pink, blue eyes with uh, fluorescent pink with charred juice flash. And I tied my favorite jig. There you go. The orange. Put a little flash on there. Yep. It's orange flash. The body's called sunshine. It's orange, but it's got some other little colors in there. This is what I kill them on this color all the time. It's got some flash in the head. That's the one Betty Jean wants to win right there. These are 32s and 16s, so you get two 32s and two 16s. Avid Fisherman getting in on the giveaway. Adventures with Robin C., channel supporter. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate you. Yeah, see, there we go. Everybody loving that orange color. Don't feel obligated to order because I got 
A million orders in the queue. <laughs> I ain't never heard nobody say nothing like that. Come on. <laughs> Let's try to wear him out, folks. Give him a ton of orders. <laughs> All right. The entry slowed down a little bit. Let me remind everybody, you want to enter in hashtag crappie stopper to get entered in automatically. Hillbilly hippie. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Getting entered in here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just checking on entries here. I bet I've caught over, kept over 200 crappie in the last two weeks. That's a lot of crappie. They're biting, man. It's crazy. They're biting good. For me, you know, I, I haven't been fished in so long, Kim. I feel sad inside. Uh-oh. Well, you got to change that. Make well, we're in, we're we're in that transition between safe ice and or no ice and safe ice. So, yeah, that's why I'm glad we had those marinas that let us fish. You know, two of them got heated hot docks on them. That, I thought I saw some pictures that one real cold day you were out there, right? Yeah, they closed for two days. Man, it was three below zero in there. I lasted Ooh. three and a half hours. I I could die in there. It was like an ice castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were all icicles hanging from the roof, weren't they? Yes. And they kept falling. Boom, boom. I was like, man, this is crazy. I lasted about three and a half hours. I caught 10 good keepers. Everybody else tapped out with about an hour and a half. Betty says, thank you, Kim, for treating the viewers with the giveaways. Oh, always. All right, folks, this is the last call. So get in there. Hashtag crappie stopper. We're going to do three. Hey, there's Hogleg. Hopefully you and Melissa are feeling better, bud. Everybody keep Melissa and Hogleg in your prayers. They're coming down. They, they're, I tied some of these, too. These are for some other order, but I don't know if they can right. see these. Oh, there it is. Another blue and white. Nice. It's called Blue Moon. The body. Did a little uh, black and orange. I like that black and orange too. Yeah, that's a good color too. All right, Kim, what do you say we do the giveaway? All right. We got 31 enters. Uh, here we go. We're going to do this three times, folks. Just sit tight. El Catfish Grande. Congratulations. How do you want them to contact you, Kim? They can email me or Facebook message, uh, whatever they want. I mean, what is your email on your Facebook page? Uh, I don't. I'm not for sure. All right, hold on one second here. Can you put it on the screen? I'm gonna try right now. What's your email, Kim? K Burnett, nineteen sixty seven, at Yahoo. K Burnett, nineteen sixty seven. Yep, at yahoo.com. It's B U R N E T T. K Burnett1967 at yahoo.com. I just entered that in there. Twice, actually, it went in there. I can't see the chat. All right. Yeah, it's in there. We got it. K Burnett1967 at yahoo.com. All right. We're going to add this back in. We're going to do the second one here. So, uh, El Catfish Grande, make sure you contact him via email. And Tiffany Hawkins is in there. You get entered in on the second one. You probably made it. It'll keep entering as long as we go. Danny Stone. Danny Stone. <laughs> Danny wins everything. Congratulations, Danny. Danny Stone. Contact Kim on Facebook or contact him at that email that's listed there in chat, kburnett1967 at yahoo.com. He'll get those out to you, as well as a sticker as well, one of them cool stickers. So. 
And we'll do the last one here. Everybody ready? Here we go. Hey, there's Mike Turner. What's going on, Mike? Avid Fisherman. Avid knows how to get a hold of you, too. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations, folks. El Catfish Grande. Avid Fisherman. And Danny Stone Outdoors. You guys want some jigs from Kim Burnett. You guys are lucky. Uh, good for you. Enjoy them. I know you will. Everybody, too, I want to remind you that to give the uh, link for Maurice Kaysen's GoFundMe is at the top of the chat, into the top. So if you're feeling generous, go uh, uh, check him out. Give him some support. Keep everybody in your prayers that's under the weather. Uh, congrats to all the winners. Thank you guys for watching. And Betty says that was rigged. <laughs> I didn't have nothing to do with it, Betty. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much for walking, watching. We'll talk to you later. Hold on, Kim. Uh, uh, uh.